Hello, and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. Today, we're going to talk about crafting your career intentionally with our guest, Jessica Sweet. Jessica is an experienced and certified career coach and Harvard Teaching Hospital trained therapist. She coaches midlife professionals and executives to help them escape bad and boring jobs. She has helped and worked with clients all over the world, and her career advice appears in Forbes.com, CNBC, Business Insider, Monster.com, Fast Company, and more. Jessica's joining us from Natick, Massachusetts, near Boston. Jess, welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you here. Likewise, yes. You've been in the career coaching space for quite some time now, about 12 years. What's brought you to this point in your career? Well, um, I would say that uh, partly I just love it. I mean, I I love uh, working with different people and um, meeting new people all the time. Um, So I just really love being here and helping people. Um, And I had a career change myself. I started out in social work. Um, so I think I really can understand where uh, the people that I work with are coming from. So um, I think that's that's part of what brought me here. Super cool. Yeah, it makes total sense. You're, from the time that I've known you, a very natural people person. And so it would make sense that your background in sort of being a helper translates into helping people obviously with this very important part of their lives. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about intentionality in your career. So when did you start to bring intentionality into your own career or was it something that you were just aware of from the beginning? Yeah. It's kind of funny. I, I think I had uh, both things going on. I, I had a very intentional part of me and then a very not intentional part of me. So I remember being, Um, a senior in high school and making a list of things that I wanted to do or could do and um, having two of the main things on there be social work, which I ended up doing and marketing, um, which now I'm doing a lot of. So that was sort of the intentional part, really kind of choosing that. And then later in my career, um, after I was a social worker, I was like, well, what should I do with my social work degree? And I remember opening the phone book, it dates me, right? But opening the phone book literally and going to the yellow pages and being like, well, where would they hire a social worker? And I started with the A's and I was like, an adoption agency, that would be cool. (laughs) And so I just kind of contacted adoption agencies and got a job at an adoption agency and started there. and that's, that was like how I started. And then um, that didn't work out. That was, that's another whole story. But um, then I was like, okay, that's not cool. So let me try what's next. Let's go to addictions. And so I ended up in <laughs> mental health and addictions. And luckily for me, um, that actually did work out. I, that was my spot. And I really loved it in in mental health and addictions, and it and it turned out that that was that was where I belonged, but that was sheer luck because <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so so I kind of had 
I had both things going on. That's very crafty of you though. The, the phone book is, I mean, I used it lots of times. <laughs> so very good idea. Like back there with the Rosetta stone of ancient artifacts that humans <laughs> use to figure out themselves. We actually just got one in the mail this week. So they're not extinct yet. Yeah. Well, except for mine, when I get it, I always put it right in the recycling. So yeah. <laughs> Thoughtful environmentally. That's cool. <laughs> as you mentioned, um, as we were kind of creating the theme of this episode, a lot of people tend to fall into their careers and why do you think that is? I really think that there is very, very little guidance um, when it comes to, you know, what you should be doing. There's very little good guidance. I, I think, you know, you get some help figuring out, you know, what do you want to major in in college? Or um, if you're just coming out of high school and college is not um, what you're going to do as a next step, you know, you might think about, you know, what what do you want to do next or what are some options for you but it's not really connected to what are your strengths and skills it's not connected to where do you see yourself it, you know on certain points in your future path you know five years ten years um and you know what do you want to achieve what looks like success to you what do you care about um so i think that there isn't a, a way that we have, there's not a system for um, building in that intentionality for people. Um, and I also think it's really hard as a young person when you haven't experienced a lot of the world to know, um, you know what each of these things really looks like or means or feels like. Um, so until you go out there and, and try out some things, you don't know if it's really for you. And so um, it can be hard to just say, I'm going there, this is my path, um, and really know that it is for you or isn't for you. That makes a lot of sense. And to kind of go back to your own story around how you had to try adoption before finding addiction, it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I'm never gonna forget that. Um, but yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. And the idea that students or people who are going through their academic careers, they're on sort of a path and they've had a, a plan in terms of I do grade four and then I do grade five and then I do grade, but that's not really how life works in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And then you combine that with the fact that like, there are so many options out there. Once upon a time, there were only like about a hundred different career paths in the world a couple centuries ago. And now I believe there's over 12 or over 13,000 mm. occupational titles uh, that exist. So I can see how it's totally understandable that people fall into these things. Yeah. And yeah. just oh, that number. Sorry to add to that too. I definitely was somebody who fell into my career and part of it too, was just sort of the need to make money, like the survival tactics of, you know, now I have some student debt, I need to pay that off right away. And how's the best way to do that right now? Yeah. So yeah. what are some of the initial benefits of uh, falling into your career? Well, I think you just named a big, a big um, benefit is that, you know, when you, when you just take what you can get at first, um, you know, it's quicker. 
So um, then you can start making money faster. If you're holding out for something really specific, that can take longer. Um, and so when you do that, um, you might not be making money as fast. Um, I think another thing is that you just experience some different things that you might not um, have experienced if you had had a very narrow scope of what you wanted to do. If you just kind of put blinders on and said, this is my path and this is what I'm going for. Um, and you know, nothing's gonna dissuade me from that. Um, there might be things out there that you wouldn't have thought to experience that might actually be good for you um, or things that you like uh, that you wouldn't have necessarily tried. So it can be a good thing, um, but you know, bring some intentionality, some thought to, um, and some flexibility to what you, what you want, like combining those two things, the flexibility plus some thought can really be, I think the best path. That makes sense. And then when we think about some of the longer term drawbacks that might come from just falling into your career, where have you seen that with clients of yours or people that you've worked with? Yeah. So, I mean, what I see is because I work with people in midlife. So I define that really broadly at like 30, 40, 50. Um, but what I see is people will come to me and say, um, you know, I, I don't really know how I got here. Um, I don't really want to be here, but my skills and experience are all in this lane. And um, now if I want to do something different, there's a really high cost to doing that. I have to, I have to invest time in, um, you know, more education, which then probably means more debt. I have to um, not make the salary I'm making. It's all going to take time. It's starting over, you know, at the bottom, which can be a, an ego blow. I mean, so there's so there's so much cost in starting over and and just you know, doing that, that, that it's, that it just can feel really, really hard. Um, so people tend to feel very stuck. That makes sense. I'm curious to know in just sort of off the cuff in some of the work that you do is sort of decreasing the perception of that cost. So one of the things that you end up helping people with, or maybe shifting the focus, focus away from the sunk cost in towards like what are the rewards of just going in a different direction? Is that part of your process? Yeah, so um, really kind of looking at what are the options. So you could go in a totally different direction and then you have to look at the costs and then, and then weigh, are these costs real? And are these costs worth it? Um, and sometimes the answer is yes or no on each of those questions. Um, but then look at the breadth of options. So you could start over and do something totally different, but that's not the only option. So you might be able to um, use your transferable skills to do something slightly different. Um, and that's what the majority of my clients end up doing is um, you know, taking skills that they already have and pivoting into something that they can, they can get paid to do um, which is not completely starting over, not starting at the bottom salary wise, you know, but fulfills their need to do something that's more aligned with what they care about, you know, what they 
what they find meaning in. So that's, that's usually the solution for people. Cool. In your own view, Jess, what does it mean to plan a career in a more intentional way? Maybe you've already touched on this, but if there's anything you want to add and why is this so important? Yeah. I mean, I think it's important um, no matter where you are in your career, like if you're just starting out or if you're, you know, five years in, 10 years in or more, it doesn't matter where you are. You can always say, you know, where am I going? Where do I want to be? Um, what are my goals? What do I care about? Um, and I think it's important because you want to end up where you want to end up um, at whatever point, you know, you know, in five years and 10 years, you want to, you want to be where you want to be um, and not just where the wind blows you. So, um, you know, I, that's why it's important. And, and you just really have to kind of dig in and say, you know, what is it that I want? And it helps to look around and kind of look at what other people are doing. Um, one of the things that I've found in my own life is, is look at other people and then look at who you're, you think, oh my God, like I'm so, I'm so envious of that career. I really wish I could do that. Um, when you see that, sometimes there's something about that, that, that is uh, a piece of what you want to do and, and can do yourself, um, that you could, you could build towards in your own career. Okay. Really interesting. I hadn't thought about how people could kind of glean insights from other people's work and have it impact their own career path, not in such a, an explicit way. That's cool. So a lot of people are searching for a couple of big words in their career being satisfaction and fulfillment. In your opinion, how do these words differ and how can bringing intentionality to your career get you closer to this? Yeah, so I really um, thought about this and I think fulfillment to me means um, getting to a place where you have completed or, or are completing what you intend to do. So you are intentional about a goal and you are fulfilled when you are, are at, at the point where you've reached that goal. And then I think for me, satisfaction is when you feel good about the work that you do on a more day-to-day -day basis. And that could be um, a, a not intentional career, but maybe you like the work that you do. Um, so I don't know if that is an answer that anybody else would give, or if that is an accurate answer, but for me, that's how I think about it. I think of fulfillment as fulfilling, like a real kind of quest and satisfaction is just sort of more of a happiness factor. That makes sense. And so as you start to bring some more intentionality to your career, you sort of work towards hitting that fulfillment and being satisfied as you're doing it. Yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. that's how I think about it. Let's say, so hypothetical situation, you are just starting out in your career. How can you apply this idea to, of crafting your career intentionally? Like what are some of the steps that you might be taking early on? Yeah, so um, I think definitely talking to other people about what they do. So first I think thinking about your own interests, your own interests, um, what you're good at, um, 
what you care about, what kind of impact you want to make, that sort of thing. And then when you when you've kind of maybe narrowed down some ideas or some fields, going out there and talking to other people who are maybe doing some of those things and trying to understand what are um, some jobs out there? What are some things that you could do with those ideas? Um, and not, not being afraid to do that, not being afraid to, to kind of look dumb or ask questions that, that you are, you know, feel like are stupid. You know, I, I think that's a big thing. I have a, a nephew who's um, 18 and he, he did that. He went and he asked some questions um, and I was so proud of him for doing that because he, you know, like he put himself out there and, you know, I think, I think that's what you have to do. I think you have to just get out there and ask, like, you don't know what you don't know. And um, I think that, you know, good people are really willing to help um, people that are just curious. So. That is a great point that you've made around the idea that putting yourself out there is something that is a really valuable and be something that a lot of people struggle with. And I'm wondering if that's because that sort of beginner's mindset or, um, you know, as you put it, a fear of asking dumb questions, is that something that's programmed into us through our schooling or through our young upbringing? And so I, I sort of just food for thought, but it sounds like overcoming those fears of, mm -hmm we'll just say looking dumb. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's me every day, but, <laughs> but once you get past that, that's when you start to open up some doors to some really meaningful information that you can then make decisions off of. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, when you're thinking about exploring something new, which is what, what you're doing in, in this career exploration, you, you're getting new ideas, you're learning something. And, and I think in a learning process, you really do have to do that. Okay, another hypothetical situation, especially because you're more in the mid-career, mid-life professional segment. Let's say you have fallen into a career after 10 years and you want to make an intentional career pivot. Now what happens? Yeah, so I mean, the real answer is it depends, but I think I think looking at um, your transferable skills, looking at what you want, looking at how those things overlap, um, and trying to find the best option for you based on that is kind of generally what happens. Um, so it's more complicated than that, and that's not what always happens. But I th I think a lot of times it's like, what do you want? How do you, how do you match up with what you want? And then how do you get there? And thinking about that, I, I work with clients who are sort of in a similar space and I often hear them coming up with lots of physical barriers, time, money, all that kind of stuff. So in your experience with your clients, what are some of the, the major barriers that people face from a you know, physical standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I think those are probably the big ones, um, time, money, like for people um, in, the, in the age range that I work with, um, you know, they're working, a lot of times they're working full time and they come home and they have a family. Um, 
And so the time crunch is real. Uh, they don't, they really don't have a lot of time to think about dedicating to a job search or to networking. Um, so, or to, or to doing sort of the introspective sort of homework that um, needs to get done to figure out, you know, what do I like? What do I really want? That time barrier is really real. And then money is definitely a real one. You know, taking a step down might not be an option. Um, and, you know, so that's, that's another real one. But I think that um, even though those things exist, I don't know that they actually need to be real barriers because, um, you know, you can carve out time. You don't have to take a pay cut. You know, those things, um, they seem like barriers, but they don't always actually exist if you can if you can figure them out, if you can structure your time right, if you can, you know, say, I'm, I am not going to, you know, I'm going to work my job and I'm not going to take a job that's below X salary. And I'm going to stay in my job until I, you know, something else comes along and that's this, or, you know, I'm job searching and this is my threshold, you know? So you have choices is my point. You, you do have choices, even though there are barriers. It's so interesting too, when I have people who are, you know, in, let's say they're 35 and they're like, well, it's going to take me another five years to get to where I want to go. It's like, yeah, but what's going to happen if you're 40 and you want to start doing it, then you're just prolonging it. You know, the time's going to pass anyway, if this is something that you really think is going to help you in your life, you know, there, there are ways to get there. Yeah. And I think that point is so important. The time is going to pass anyway. So where do you want to be in five years? Do you want to be where you are? in five years or do you want, want to be where you want to be in five years? So the difference is not the five years. The difference is the work that you put in in those five years. So the question is, is that work worth it? Yes or no? Um, and if the answer is yes, go do it. And if the answer is no, then don't do it, but don't worry about it anymore. Love hmm. that. Yeah, that's super, super practical. So your social work background and coaching experience has probably exposed you to a lot of some of the more mental hurdles as well. Like really some of the deeper, more maybe psychological things that people are facing as they're trying to make a, a change in their careers. What are some of the big ones that you have seen and how do you help people overcome those? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, fear obviously is one you hear all the time. Um, confidence is another one. Imposter syndrome, which is sort of, both of those. Um, so, I mean, I think helping people overcome them is really, I, for all three, is taking a look, a deep look at what is happening, um, examining, examining the feelings, um, and then trying to, uh, this is my approach. So mm -hmm. this this is a cognitive behavioral approach and trying to structure different thoughts and behaviors around um, those, those thoughts. Um, so that's how I approach it. Other people approach it differently, but you know, I, I really am a fan of let's take a look at what's happening here and let's see, like, is this true? Um, and how can we, how can we change what's happening? How can we think about what's happening differently? 
um, so that it feels different. We talk fairly frequently on our show. I feel like Lisa about how thoughts relate to our feelings and feelings relate to our actions. So you're echoing something that definitely rings a bell. Mm-hmm. Cool. We have some questions we like to ask of all of our guests that come onto the show and I'll kick it over to Lisa to get this part started. Yeah. So what would you say is the most fun that you've had in your career so far? This is hard because I've had a lot of fun in my career. So um, believe it or not, I, uh, so I used to work at uh, uh, inpatient, uh, like locked psychiatric unit uh, of a hospital. Um, But the team that I worked with there was so awesome that I had a lot of fun working on that team. So that was fun. And then um, I have a lot of fun in my business because I really, really enjoy talking to different people all the time. And I enjoy that I get to do different things that I like doing. So I mentioned that I thought about a marketing career past. I really like writing. So the content marketing part is fun. Um, And then I get to do like, I get to wear a lot of different hats in, in my business. So I really have fun doing all kinds of different things. So I can't narrow it down to like one thing, but I can say that I, fun is one of my big values. If I had to say, like I, I did an exercise that was like, what are your big three values in, um, in your business? And fun was one of them. Awesome. So important. Yeah. Now on the opposite side of that, that, well, some people see it as the opposite, but what would you say is the biggest risk that you've taken in your career and how did it turn out? Yeah. So definitely the biggest risk was starting my business. It, you know, so that was, it was scary. Um, but it turned out well, so, so, you know, it was good. Um, but definitely, definitely a huge risk and definitely a scary one. Mm. Awesome. Jess, what would you say is the best piece of career advice you've ever received? So the best piece of career advice came from um, a social worker who, like a seasoned social worker, she was, um, you know, well on in her career. Um, And I, she, uh, we all worked with, you know, community, it was a community health hospital, we all worked with a, you know, very poor population. Um, But she always used to dress very well. Um, And one day I asked her about that and she um, talked to me about how treating yourself well and um, getting paid for what you do, uh, really valuing yourself in that way really helps other people who are getting your services feel like they are like you and and value themselves and the work that you're doing together. Um, And I really took that to heart because um, I really understood that, you know, she, she valued herself enough and her clients enough to say, you know, like you're working with me and I'm going to take care of you and I'm valuable and you're valuable. Um, And I, I thought that was that was an amazing piece of advice, both in my social work career and now obviously in my um, career coaching career. 
I think that was uh, amazing advice. Such a great point. Yeah. Wow, it's really profound, actually. We have some, we've heard some great answers to that question. Uh, that is one that I will be reflecting on long after we're done this conversation. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, definitely. So Jess, where can people find out more about you and the work that you're doing? Yeah, so um, I am um, at wishingwellcoach.com. Um, that's my website. And then I am on LinkedIn every weekday. So you can find me at... I think it's Jessica Sweet Coach is my my LinkedIn uh, URL. So I'm I'm there every weekday. So you can find me there too. Cool. We will definitely plug in some links into our show notes so that people can go find you in those two spots. It has been a like a lot of fun chatting with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We'll call it a week for the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. Go check out Jess Sweet Wishing Well Career. I like that. That's just got a positive vibe to it. We hope you're well, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Bye for now. Hey, dear listener. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Career Builders Podcast. If you love the show and want to help us spread our message further and reach new listeners, would you consider leaving a rating and review of TCBP on Apple Podcasts? Without a doubt, your help would be much appreciated. On behalf of Lisa and myself, thanks. And we'll catch you again next week. Bye for now.